This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Seven two seven back. CNN's uh, running a banner story about uh, Donald Trump meeting with Henry Kissinger. Why? <laughs> very, very disturbed and also very, very upset at the latest accusations about me and President Nixon in the Oval Office. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is the guy, 90? He will be. got to be 90. 93 at the end of this month. Thought so. Why, why Why would you meet with Henry Kissinger? What does that do for you? I mean... Maybe he's asking him to be the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Wouldn't surprise me. Why not? Why not Henry Kissinger? Uh, he's terrible. He's terrible. Trump's terrible. And old. And so is Trump. So, <laughs> 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. So we talked about some of this on radio, but if you missed it, uh, uh, we've got some of it for you here, too. Um, the big... Megyn Kelly interview with Donald Trump. She she did this special. It's a very Barbara Walters yeah. thing. And yeah, I read it was executive produced by this by Barbara Walters' producer. It's interesting. Yeah, so, so they're obviously trying to kind of format her that way. Maybe that yeah. means that she does these because we talked about like maybe she wants to go somewhere else and do these big specials. Maybe, maybe she just doesn't do on Fox, Fox TV, not yeah. Fox News, but Fox TV. Right in the future, maybe um, maybe that's the that's the solution where she kind of gets the best of both worlds. And you know. Maybe she does her nightly show, too, or do you yeah. think drops that? Maybe both, huh? Maybe does both. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, she could do both, and then she morphs into Barbara Walters working until she's 100 doing silly interviews, right? Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's not a bad gig. Look up how old Megan is, because I think she's 48. Uh, probably pretty close. That's incredible. She is. She's not really let 45? herself go. Um, Ooh, no. Jeffy, how old no. are you? Why? I'm just curious. This is a compare because I would assume, judging if she's 45, you have to be a thousand. <laughs> well, Meg, look, I mean, we could all say that. Megan is 45. She's 45 years 45. old. So, wow, that is. She looks great. 45. When you I was think? 45, I looked. That she, good. She's one of those people that looks better with age. I don't know how long that. I mean, that's I mean, a. That's, yeah. There's uh, a few of us. As we we all find out. There's uh, a few of us like that. That's not a never-ending uh, uh, truth. <laughs> That truth goes away at some uh-huh. point, yeah, um, as does. we are all finding out. But it, it, some people, that does happen with. Uh, and she seems to be one of My them. My wife is like that. Yeah? Yeah. She's more beautiful today than she was when I met her. Aww. Me? Aww, I, I cannot so say the sweet. same thing for me. <laughs> oh, God. We're, <laughs> that's so sweet. we're all off. I have really got Now, you know, the joke with that, obviously, Pat, is that, mm-hmm. you know, 
perhaps your vision isn't the same. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, with corrective surgery, my vision's actually better. There you go. Was, oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's more beautiful. You're just actually right. seeing her. Yes. Exactly. There you go. Uh, here is uh, Donald Trump talking about his mistakes with Megyn Kelly. Okay. Have you made any mistakes in this campaign? You had said publicly you thought the retweet about Heidi Cruz was a mistake. Let me just... Well, I said I could have done without it, to be exact. I mean, I could have done without it. You said a mistake. Are, are you walking I, that I back? No, no, I'm not walking it back, but I, but I, I actually didn't say it that way. Well, I said I, I could have done without it. I mean, but I, it was I, a mistake, wasn't it? I mean, that, um, that you shouldn't have done I, that, I wish right? I didn't do it. Although, you know, I guess you could say she's fair game because she's very much involved with the campaign. But I don't know. She just seems like a nice woman. Well, you know what? I have millions of followers at Real Donald Trump. What does that have to do with it? I have millions of followers. I have millions of followers. I'm familiar. Yes, you are. The thing that gets me in trouble is retweets. Mm -hmm. The retweet is really more of a killer than the tweets. The tweets I seem to do pretty well with. So that's one, the Heidi Cruz thing. Let me just give you a a list of a couple and tell me whether you have any regrets on it. The the comment about John McCain, you prefer people who weren't captured. Um, The comment about Carly Fiorina's face. But do you regret any of those comments? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. But you have to go forward. You make a mistake, you go forward, and you... You know, you can but correct the mistake, but to look back and say, gee whiz, I wish I didn't do this or that, I don't think that's good. I don't even think in it a certain way, I don't even think that's healthy. Wow. And he kind of does say he makes mistakes. It's so weird. Yeah. It's doesn't. almost like what he does, Pat. Tell me if this, maybe, because I'm trying to make sense out of this. Mm-hmm. Is he essentially just disagree with everything everyone says, unless it's like glowingly positive about him? Because like, he, he finally going gets back around he, to, it. to Maureen Dowd, said, quote, yeah, it was a mistake. Did he? Yeah. So he did say it was a mistake. So what? why isn't he just admit? Like, I don't know. I don't know why he does that. It's such a weird trait. I think it's almost like unless someone's flattering him, he can't agree with them. Like, I, look, I don't know. if I never, I never said it was a mistake. I said I could have done without it. Well, you said, quote, yeah, it was a mistake. End quote. You said it. That's so weird. Why? That's so weird. So sense. weird. It's he like, lies. Non-stop. I, non-stop. Maybe he forgot. Lying. No, he, he says doesn't that? forget. He doesn't forget. He has the best memory ever. Be- best memory ever. Uh, that is ever. what he claims. Best mind ever. Best words ever. You know, you went to Wharton Business School. He has the best words. I mean, they call him the king of debt. <laughs> <laughs> I call him the king of buffoonery. He, and lies, the king of buffoonery and lies. He, I mean, it's it's staggering to me. I again, you know, we've expressed this for a year. Now. I know. Just, you get it. I mean, you get it. gosh darn it, I I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> Here he is on bullying. Most kids between the ages of six and sixteen have been bullied at some point in their lives. Were you ever bullied? No, I wasn't. But no, I, I have seen bullying. Either. And bullying doesn't Even have to just was, be as a child. I mean, I know no people way. are bullied when they're 55 years old. It can happen I mean, when you're 45. It's, it's, you know, it happens, right? But Doesn't acknowledge it. you got to get over nope. it. Fight back. Do whatever you have to do. Let me ask you about that, because most American parents try to raise their kids to not bully, to not name call, to not tease, not taunt. How can they effectively bring that message when the front runner for the Republican nomination does all of those things? Well, I, I do it really, you know, I've been saying during this whole campaign that I'm a counterpuncher. You understand that. I'm responding. Now, I then respond times maybe 10. I don't know. I mean, I respond pretty strongly. But 
in just about all cases, yeah, I've been way. responding to what they did to me. So it's not a one-way man. street. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing he does, he's pretty good because he brings the interviewer Always. into his world. Always. You understand that. You know what I'm talking about. You you experience that. Uh, you and Always. I, we're together in this. He brings you in on his side Which is not, right after you've asked him a difficult question. Like I don't I don't actually agree with him that he's a counterpuncher. No, he's he's not necessarily. No. I mean, I think I he takes the he tries to always come up with a justification. He has counterpunched, but he's also punched first. I mean, he's yeah. attacked a lot of people, yeah. and I think he, and, and when he says yeah, I punch back times ten, well, I mean, that's not you know necessarily you know like if what he what do you mean trait by that? You don't is want that, the president. I'll right. tell you that. Well, yes, but I mean that's. But, I mean, but with got, all the proportional bullcrap we have to go through. Everybody, it's not a proportional response. That's not a proportional proportional. Israel hears that all the time. We hear it all the time. Right. I, I just think that like it's he takes things that aren't attacks and turns them into attacks in his own yeah. mind, so yes, he, he can does. say whatever he wants, which right. is that's totally different than a counterpunch. Yes. <laughs> whatever. Who cares? You don't care. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Uh, Kelly's debate question was that really bad? Let's see. We okay. were always friendly. Right. Good relationship. Right. And then came the August 6, 2015 debate. And I asked you a tough question about women using only the words that you had used. I thought it was a fair question. Why didn't you? I thought it was unfair. I thought, it, first of all, I didn't think it was really a question. I thought it was more of a statement. That's the first question that I've ever been asked during a debate. And I've never debated before. I mean, my whole life is a debate, but so. I've never actually debated before. And I'm saying to myself, man, what a question. And then, of course, so I have Brett doing his it? thing. So I'm saying to myself, I got two hours of this. I don't really blame you because you're doing your thing. But from my standpoint, I don't have to like it. Afterward, you said you didn't feel that the moderators had been so nice. But do you think it's the journalist's role to be nice to presidential mm-hmm. candidates at a debate? No, fair. I don't care if they're nice. They have do you use fair. the word nice? Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, okay. I don't think so. I mean, I might have said they weren't nice, but that doesn't mean they have to be nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've known many... You know, it's not a cocktail party. No, no. I tell you what, in a certain way, what you did might have been a favor, because mm. I felt so good about having gotten through... I said, if I can get through this debate with those questions, you can get through anything. Yeah, I mean, I give her credit, because it, it's tough to ask those questions sitting face-to-face. I mean, they're as close as we are right now. Mm-hmm. And she's looking him right in the eye. And asking him, you know, fairly difficult questions and, and, knowing, and sticking with it. And knowing Trump is Trump, mm-hmm. you got to kind of, you do have to kind of quilt it a little bit so that he doesn't get pissed. Yeah. Because you want him to answer it, right? I mean, right. you got You want him to answer. You don't want him to get all, yeah. get his feathers all over. I don't over. have any problem with her there. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think She's that fine. My, it was a fine interview. If I had was, an issue with the interview at all, it was just uh, the general the ground. topic selection yeah. was. Not what I'm interested in. Like I don't, I don't really care if he felt hurt by a question or why he retweets the word bimbo. Like those aren't the issues I care about. With you him. want policy discussed? Yeah, I, mean, I would like someone to take him to task at some point yeah. and get him to Probably try not. to. Not, it's not going to happen there because no. he's the nominee. It will happen with the with the, the press in general. Yeah, I think going forward, mm-hmm. um, and that's not necessarily going to be a good outcome. I don't think there is a good outcome left. Um, so, I mean, that's where I am. I, you know, I, I know not everybody's there, but um, so I would have I would have liked that. And I think if the primary was still going on, I would have been very frustrated by this interview. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's just, you know, I think it was 
I think there's interesting parts of it. I think you you can always learn about Donald Trump, and I, I don't. He has a a way of thinking that I don't understand. He does things that like he's not actually answering the questions, and he's he's always doing something else, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I so he's obviously an interesting character, and America um, finds him to be interesting. Um, so I think there was some. It was. It was <laughs> all right. Let's just we'll go to the next one. Uh, here is uh, Donald uh, being angry. <laughs> you seem to stay angry for months. Yeah. Was that real or was that strategy? Well, I'm a real person. I don't say, "Oh, gee, I'm angry tonight, but tomorrow you're my best friend." Oh, yeah, you See, do. I do. I do have a theory that you know people. when somebody does it, and All this could happen again with us. I mean, it could be. Uh, even doing this particular interview. I have great respect for you that you were able to call me and say, let's get together and let's talk. To me, I would not have done that. I don't say that as, an, you know, as a positive. I think it's a negative for me. And you walk into Trump Tower, you didn't, we didn't have like on a neutral site or over at Fox or something. That would be a whole different thing. And I wouldn't have done it. I think I'm the doormen are still recovering. I, I think the whole building's recovering. You know, people are going like, this can't be possible, right? And this is the first you and I have ever discussed what happened between us over the past nine months, because you and I did not talk about that. We didn't discuss it. No, we didn't discuss it. So when you look back on the on the past nine months from that first debate to now, any regrets? Uh, Absolutely, I have regrets. I don't think I want to discuss what the regrets are, but absolutely, I could have done certain things differently. I could have maybe used different language uh, in a couple of instances. But overall, I I have to be very happy with the outcome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that it, it, it do. I mean, he obviously won, so you're happy with the outcome. The right, question is yeah. whether you regret things that you did. You know, like if you could, uh, if you cheat at a, f- a football game uh, and you win, you're going to be happy with the outcome because you wanted to win. However, you look back and you say, "Well, I cheated. I shouldn't have done that." That's what the question was about. He doesn't care about that. No, I mean, it's a, no he's very much an ends justify the means guy. Absolutely. I mean, the Solinsky thing, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, probably. Uh, um, Remember the shirt, the the uh, Better Call Saul shirt that, that we were selling? I think it's still available at patentstew.com. You can check it out if you want, if you're uh, still sick of uh, Donald Trump. But it's like that. He's very much, uh, very much Saul Alinsky. He's more Saul Alinsky than Hillary Clinton is Saul Alinsky. Barack Obama had the Saul Alinsky thing down really well um, and did it very well. But Donald Trump is really the king of those tactics. I mean, he really has mastered them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think there's a there's an element of uh, of conservatives and Republicans who... Who you know say, hey, I, I, I'm sick of losing to those tactics. We should do the same thing. Um, you know, so and that's one of the things you can do. That's one of the things you can do. Uh, that's one of your yeah. options in life. Is, is like the things that you think are really bad. You just do them. That's one, <laughs> that's one of your options. <laughs> it is. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. so then she asked him about the bimbo tweet. After like seven or eight o'clock, if I'm home, I'll do it myself. Mm. And I have fans, you probably learned, and I didn't do this for this reason, but when you and I were having our little difficulty, um, you probably had some pretty nasty tweets sent your way. I, I don't want to say, but I've heard that. I don't want that to happen, but I have fans, they really love... We have an unbelievable bond. We have an but unbelievable you retweet some of those. It's not just the fans. Yeah, but not the more nasty ones. Well, you yeah. would be amazed at the ones I don't retweet. Bimbo? Uh, well, there was a retweet. Yeah, did I say that? Many times. Ooh. Okay. Excuse me. 
That's what do you I'm think? Sorry, right I mean, not the most horrible thing. You know, again, politically, it's not the most. Over your life, Megan, you've been called a lot worse. Is that uh, right? Yeah. You, just said, you know, yeah. you've had a life that's a not been that easy. That. And it's not about me. It's not, it's not about me. It's about no, the, the no, messaging to, no. to young girls and yeah. to but again, other it's, women. It's a certain amount of fighting back. You know, it's mm. it's a modern day form of fighting back. I mean, it really is. But you're going to stop that as president. Well, I'm going to stop it about you now because <laughs> I, I think I like our relationship right now, so I'm certainly not going to do it with you. <laughs> the second she says anything negative about him, he'll be right back oh, at it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he'll be right back at Heartbeat. it. Heartbeat. It has to be. She is spectacular, though. Holy crap. She's, she's spectacular uh, in every she's way. Very pretty. It, but, but it's more than that. It's a, it's a real confidence. It's a real, I mean, she is, she exudes a certain je ne sais quoi. There's not a lot of us out there. You don't want to screw around with her. You don't want to mess with her. You don't want to... I mean, he's realizing right now as he's there that he shouldn't have done any of what he did, I think. Um, but he'll do it again. Don't don't get me wrong. He'll do it again the second he has he has cause. But uh, she's or, or impressive. Or if he doesn't. Or if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Thank you. That's another one of the options available. So afterward, Trump uh, posted a, a tweet... That uh, said he had great respect for for her. uh, And then he said, you know, uh, and they lived happily ever after or something. Right. Uh, He said, well, that's it. Well done, Megan. (laughs) Well done. And they all lived happily ever after. Now, let us all see how the movement does in Oregon tonight. I didn't even pay attention. How did the movement? Uh, he only lost a third to no candidates. He, I think he gets sixty-six percent of the vote, uh, and then he, but he wasn't against anyone, so I don't know if that's good. <laughs> so nobody else was on the ballot. There are other people on the ballot, but none of them are in the race. Right, true. So yeah. people were like, "Nah, I don't want to vote for him, even though he's the only one who can actually win." Did Ted uh, finish second? Uh, Do we he, know? It was Oregon. I think he finished third. Really? But they were both like seventeen and sixteen or something like that. Yeah. But no, none of them are actually campaigning. Right. <laughs> right. Shouldn't you be winning ninety percent of the vote? No, I mean, I got there's still stragglers. a significant group of us. You know, yeah, uh, they just well, can't stand it. That's going to be one of the things that's going to be interesting going forward. Sure is. Uh, what, what percentage? Let's say there's a third of, of Republicans who are like in that I that thought of like I'm never going to vote for this guy, mm-hmm. or I don't want to vote. For, I really don't want to vote for him to the point of like I will go to the polls and say even though I know he's the only candidate that is active, I will vote for somebody else. Those people, what percentage of them does he pull in? If he pulls in half of them, he's going to get just slaughtered in this race. He's got to get you know eighty percent of them. Ninety um, percent of them really is what he needs. Um, he's got to make sure those 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 people come to vote. Well, right, I think a lot, a lot of people, and I'm I, I'm hearing from them um, on Facebook and emails and whatever. A lot of people are starting to cave. Yeah, yeah. and, and they're I, pissed at us for for even mentioning him. Yeah, in in, in in not glowing terms because of Hillary, and they're you know I mean it's so it's already happening. So he probably will wind up with eighty percent. I don't. I know. think he will. I think he will. I, I think there, uh, you know, someone was discussing uh, this the other day of like uh, some pro-Trump person posted or wrote, wrote something. I, I can't not remember who it was, but it was something to the effect of like, you know, people will eventually realize that this never Trump thing is just a bunch of uh, intellectuals, uh, you know, with their intellectual exercises. And, 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 and in a large part, that's probably true. Like, I, you know, in that, like, I'm not saying certainly we're not intellectuals by any means. Um, no, that's the only reason I was agreeing with it is because <laughs> so somebody are. called us intellectuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, finally for once. <laughs> that's pretty um, rare. I mean, but like, I, it, is it going to be this big movement? 
I think the large, I mean, there are going to be people who watch The Blaze. There are going to be people who, you know, read National Review. But, I mean, like, the general voter is just going to go along with whoever the Republican is. If they're a Republican and they don't like Hillary. Um, You know, it's, I think it it will be interesting to see if his tone and the things that he does that are so, forget the policy, because none of that obviously matters. I'm saying, like, when he's offensive to women. Um, does that turn off enough Republican women? Um, you know, those sorts of questions I think are still out there. Like some people I think might just look at him and just be like, this guy's just a jerk. I don't like him and I can't vote for him. But I think the, the idea of the I won't vote for him because he's not conservative thing is going to be largely limited to people who obsess about these issues all the time. It's uh, going to be limited to me, you, Glenn, and potentially Jeffy. I'm so, not even convinced. I might cave. I'm not even. Yeah, he might cave. <laughs> no, but I'm I think there's a lot of. Jeff, he won't cave. Like the people on the, at National Review, the Jonah Goldbergs of the world, they're not going to be. Yeah, there's a few. You know, we'll, there's we'll certainly um, uh, plenty of people in that realm. Like you're talking about, but these are people who do it for a living and care about these issues and look at them every day. I, I don't think the average voter does that. You know, I mean, I, obviously they don't. Obviously, mm-hmm. if that if if it were a concern. If these things were concerning to people, then the results probably would have been different. Um, but they're not really a concern. And, you know, I mean, I think that's okay. I mean, I don't think that's any way to run oh. a country, but okay. that's uh, the way we've chosen to do it. You okay? So, no. Well, my chair is breaking. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Maybe time to lay off the Twinkies. You, you, you can uh, start your short-term emergency food supply today. It would be a good idea, you know, like right now, because our friends at My Patriot Supply have brought back their best offer, I, I think, of all time. It's, a, it's an amazing 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10 deal. Mm-hmm. Now, Can't beat it anywhere. We, we obviously are big on preparation, so we do it two ways. First of all, we store lots of fat uh, that can yeah. be utilized for energy going forward. But when that mm-hmm. runs out, you're going to need more food. Uh, and in this 72-hour uh, kit uh, is a perfect way to start with that. It's 10 bucks. Uh, any emergency, you're going to get your way through it. And, that, and that's uh, what my Patriot Supply does. So give them a call today because uh, they're going to want to hear from you. And you're going you're to want to talk to them uh, to be prepared for whatever eventuality. Maybe you just lose your job for a couple of weeks. Maybe it, it's you're snowed in next winter and you've got something to eat till the stores open up again. 888-411-6844. Or you just go online at preparewiththeblaze.com. 888-411-6844. Or preparewiththeblaze.com. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust, dot com. Welcome back. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back is the uh, phone number. Uh, the Obama administration had a directive last week that all U.S. public schools should wow. let 
Students use bathrooms that correspond to their gender identities, which is wow. apparently now a thing. Some middle school students mm -hmm. in Oregon pushed back and issued a directive of their own. A group of uh, students uh, skipped classes Monday and instead stood outside the school and held signs protesting the Obama administration's decree. You're no move for tomfoolery today, are you? You're no, in no mood. It. I thought it was good when we just kind of like rolled, rolled through. But yes, you're right. I'm not in the mood. I'm sick and I just feel like crap and I don't feel like... Is it crap. allergies or are you actually... Ill I don't know. Like, I think it's pro... I don't know. I think I got to go to the doctor. So I'm going to pull the trigger on the doctor. You should. Yeah, yeah you should. Because I think it probably is more than allergies. But. I don't know. My wife has been doing the same thing every day. Wake up in the morning and thinks she's sick. It's allergies. Can't breathe. How does she think she's going to get sick? Go to the doctor. And then halfway through the day, it's like, well, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, I I tend to get a couple of allergy like battles during the uh, during the year. Like there's mm -hmm. always one or two of them, and so I, I just kind of usually the first few days that I'm sick, I will think uh, it's probably just allergies, and so and then I don't go to the doctor, and then by the time I go to the doctor, then I realize it's not allergies. I and wake up every morning about. bleeding out my eyes, <laughs> ears. The nose mm -hmm. and other orifices. Do and, you think uh, I should have that checked, or uh, how long does it last? Uh, like no more than two, two and a half, three hours. You're fine. You're Something bleeding like out of your whatever, what, whatever, I mean, whatever. And, and I, you know, it eventually goes away, and I think, ah, eh, yeah, it'll go away eventually. Well, eventually, you right? run out of blood, right? Yeah, eventually. Oh no, your blood regenerates. And, is uh, the uh, uh, is it more than one uh, one uh, orifice that's yeah, bleeding out? Yeah, it's multiple. See, that's an issue. I mean, yeah. I mean, who who doesn't have one bleeding every well, day? Well, I thought you know I took an aspirin uh, this morning. And that's the mistake. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't okay. take aspirins for that. Okay. No, thins the huh. blood. You bleed more. Okay. Stroke out. <laughs> You're probably right. That would be a bad prescription <laughs> yeah, yeah. for what I'm describing. Um, uh, uh, I will anyway. say this. Uh, this here's, let's watch the video of this middle school uh, okay. bathroom protest to watch. Mm -hmm. Every day someone tries to hurt us or kill us. And like, it's such a simple thing. Every day. Okay? What? Like, I've lived my life as a woman for years. Uh -huh. I cannot have the same thing that a man does. If you knew anything about the transgender community, you would know that we are so dis disturbed by our personal parts that we would never even think about looking at them. I feel like they were more using it to like their benefit of just being kind of like, just kind of being perverts more, rather than actually using it because they were uncomfortable to go into the bathroom. They came home and one of our girls was crying and just felt that she didn't feel safe going into the girls' bathroom or locker room. We don't want you guys in our bathroom, period. I feel like at this age, you're too young to understand what really transgender means and too young to understand that you are transgender. I knew in sixth grade when I had to go into PE and go into the locker room that I no longer felt comfortable. When I had to play shirts against skins during basketball, I ended up flunking PE because of it. I just, what, I, I keep coming back to the same point, and I don't know that I've ever articulated it properly, but it's like, she, the, her issue is she went into a bathroom mm -hmm. with those that she perceived to be the opposite sex and felt uncomfortable about it. That's what causes mm -hmm. this issue for, right. for this transgendered person that we just yeah. featured. Yeah, yeah. However, the other people mm -hmm. are in the bathroom with someone that they perceive to be the opposite gender, and that's what caused their consternation. Yes! That's... The, what yes. you're saying is you're just forcing everyone else to have the same issue you had. Yes. Like, it's, you're actually, whatever torture you felt when you were young, you're now ch putting on everyone else in school. Why is that a good thing and something that we should be praising? And somebody tries to kill her every day? I'm that's, sorry. That's I, tough. 
I, I don't believe it. That's well, a tough I don't well, it would be a, That would be a tough situation. It's also, of course, obviously not true. Um, but I, again, I, I, we're so obsessed about this, and it feels like such a fakey It's story. a made-up, bullcrap situation. It may, it, and uh, and it's, it's, they're trying to flip society on its head, and it's not, working. Does it not strike you, though, as uh, it's something that Glenn talked about forever, which was watch the other hand? What else is going on? What the hell else I is know. passing right now? What, what else are they doing behind the yeah. scenes that we're not focusing on? Because this is... Yeah. Look, is, and you said this, Jeffy, from the beginning. It's like, Eve, like I, there is a fundamental thing that is breaking here, right? Where like these basic things we all understood to be true, uh, they're trying to overturn, and it's a major thing in that sense. But in, in another way, it's like ninety nine percent. Like if this person walked in the bathroom, probably most people wouldn't even realize that they're okay. transgendered and would okay. probably just go on with their lives. It's like this is all of a sudden the big story. It's just like when we were talking about contraception last election. Like, we're talking mm-hmm. about contraception and the war on women. What the hell? This has nothing to do with anything. I know. Now it's a transgender war. Now it's a transgendered war. For 700,000 people in a country of 320 million. We're talking about 700,000 people. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, right. uh, meanwhile, in Norway, uh, they're launching a bill. Because Norway, gosh, they're so enlightened. In Norway, in Sweden, in Denmark, oh my gosh, are they enlightened. All the Nordic countries, all the Scandinavian countries, they're just brilliant, wonderful, fabulous people. Yes, they're all white, but still, they've got some kind of weird protection against their whiteness uh, that that keeps them wonderful. Um, White people in the rest of the world are hideous, horrible, evil people, but not in Norway. And in Norway, they're proposing a bill lauded as the most liberal in the world that would allow six-year-olds to change gender. We should ask uh, Dr. Um, uh, uh, Keith Abloh about that because um, I think he'd have a different opinion on that based on what he said the last couple of days to us on the phone. Very possible. Wow. A six-year-old, you're going to say, okay, if you're a tomboy, like, like he was saying, we used to call them tomboys, and almost every girl grew out of it. Right? Maybe you like to play baseball. Maybe she liked to do this. Maybe she liked to do that. She liked to do certain boy things. She liked to hang out with boys, even though it wasn't a, you know, a, a gender attraction thing. She liked to hang out with them and play their games and all of that kind of stuff. But then, you know, she might be homecoming queen by the time she's a senior in high school. She might be absolutely, totally feminine by the time she's twenty. And and to allow a six-year-old to have gender reassignment hormones. Or surgery is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard of, and yet they're being lauded as wonderful and enlightened. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. It's one thing for an adult to do what they want to do with themselves. It's another thing to allow. Right? I mean, kids also want to be superheroes at six. Right? I mean, they don't. You aren't making good decisions on what your future is going to hold. Until I was thirty-six years old, I thought I was going to be a major league baseball player. I still think I got a shot. I mean, I think I got to develop a knuckleball at this point. Yeah, uh, or or a screwball. Uh, Fernando Valenzuela had a uh, screwball. He did really tough to hit. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I just but, watched a thirty for thirty thing on him last night. Oh yeah, knuckleball is a little bit easier. To knuckleball, throw. I yeah. think, is where I need to go. Yeah, at this point, the screwball's uh, tough. Yeah. It'll mess screwball's up your arm. Screwball's tough, tough, but also screwball, you actually need a fastball to go along with it. I think True, with the yeah. knuckleball, I can throw a knuckleball on every pitch. And look, I'm not going to be a great, but no, there's two knuckleballers in the majors right now. They're both doing fairly well. I think Phil Necro's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Uh, yeah. yeah. One of the Necros is. Well, you're throwing the knuckle, then you can just work on that curve. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think I should throw anything else. <laughs> All right, Triple Eight, 727, back more Pat and Stu coming up. <laughs>
727 deck. Pat and Stu. Ever since they uh, canceled the Concord, uh, you know, the Paris to New York flights, uh, Paris to London flights, we, we haven't had supersonic uh, jets really flying around much commercial-wise. Of course, some of the jet fighters that we have and the Russians have will we'll go Mach 2 or 3 or 4 or whatever. Um, but now they've got hypersonic travel that could apparently propel people from London to Sydney in, in two hours. Uh, that seems impossible to me because you'd have to be going, well, it does say they have an engine, their latest engine trial hit a target speed of Mach 7.5. That's more than seven times the speed of sound. So the speed of sound, it varies depending on weather conditions and atmospheric conditions and, and whatever. It, it's around six or 700 miles an hour. So if you're going seven times the speed of sound, you're going at least 4,200 miles an hour. Yeah, and this says here 5,760 miles per hour. Oh, okay. Wow. Holy crap. 5,700 miles an hour. And you're not in space? Uh, that's pretty impressive. So, hmm. but I mean, they're, so they're saying uh, by 2018, this could happen. Yeah, the next test scheduled for 2017. The first test was in 2009. So this is a long process, obviously. Yeah. Um, earlier uh, year, this year, Jeez. concept uh, design could travel from London to New York in just 11 minutes. It's the antipod. Did we, did we talk about that? I think we, we did talked time, about it. Yeah. 12,400 miles an hour. 11 minutes. I wonder what that would do to you. I, 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 I mean, if anything went wrong, of course, you'd be obliterated. You'd, yes. You'd disintegrate. You should try one of these test flights, Jeffy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if it didn't work. No, because it's just yeah. exciting. I mean, it you don't think work. about that part of it. Yeah, you don't think about that part. It's the excitement and making history. I know it sounds really great, but what right? they're saying is, is that right? If, think of the history if, you'd be making. If, we, we'd say, yes, he died, but wow, he made history. He blew up in record time. It was incredible. Mm. And, we'll, and we would still, you know, mention it the next day. Yeah, you know, probably, maybe. Probably at the end of the I show. I mean, if we get, if we got around to it, we probably if we didn't have any Trump problems or whatever, we might run out of time. It's possible, you know, but <laughs> even if I exploded with the yeah, sometimes we you know look you can't do every story right. Um, Twelve thousand miles an hour. <laughs> Isn't that, that that pod thing though that run that runs uh, under the underwater right? Wasn't that an oceanic? thing? Oh, really? It was like a tube I situation. I think it was a tube, okay. but I'm I can't remember for sure. But I think it was, and then so that's different than the uh, the jet plane that would go fifty seven hundred miles an hour. But both of those are pretty cool possibilities. London to New York in eleven minutes. Yeah, I really. What like, would that cost you? There are places on Earth I want to go. Uh -huh. um, but I, I just completely rule out because of the travel. Like someone was talking to me about going to Dubai recently. They went to Dubai, mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, on the way for I think they actually went to the Maldives, which is really far. But they stopped in Dubai on the way, and even the Dubai wow. flight. I mean, it's you know, you're, yeah. I think the entire trip was over twenty hours. On yeah, the, the only way to it's do like, that oh, is wow. if you're in real comfort. If you're in first class, if you're in business class, and you're flying, and and, you're laying down, and you're laying down, and you've got. You know, you got that little pod area that you're in, and you got the whole area to yourself, and you got 500 movies at your disposal. Then, then it's tolerable. It's not bad. It's not not that difficult to travel that way. It's not difficult at all. I mean, we flew like that too. You know, these back in the day when the company was spending all kinds of money, we flew like that going to Israel, and it was 
awesome. Was Still, not though, difficult. I mean, you're just like in that. There's not a lot of you can't go anywhere, right? Like you're you're you have a little bit of walking around space. You can walk to the back of the plane or the front of the plane, but like you're just like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You're just in that same place. I guess, like, mm-hmm. if you think about it, I always try to think about this when I have long flights. I have a, a, a you know, uh, like when I have, like, a New York to L.A. flight, and it's, like, seven hours. And I'm like, gosh, seven-hour flight, this sounds terrible. And then I think about it, like, well, I mean, I, I long for the days where I was able to sit on the couch for seven hours and watch a movie mm-hmm. or watch a couple of movies or watch football all day. Like, if I think about it there, and I've got some movies in front of me, I bring my iPad or whatever. You know, just think about it that way. Think about it. You're just you've mm-hmm. got this free pass to sit on the couch and do some work or or, right. or or watch a movie. You never, I never have time to do that. As long as you're not jammed between two people, right? right. It, it's it, it's a much more pleasant experience. Right. If yeah. you're jammed back and you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a really long flight. Uh, oh my gosh! The then first, the, I can't do that the because first, of my uh, back. The first flight that I uh, was on to Israel, the first time we went to Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in steerage. Oh boy! Oof. Uh, and man, that's a long flight. That's a, then that's a long flight. Man, that's a long flight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're when you're you 14 hours coach, jammed. I feel really, really bad. <laughs> this lady or the person you were sitting <laughs> next to. Uh-huh. <laughs> the whole time, the lady next to me to the left. And I think it was a four seater. It might have even been two people uh, in this long seat. And the whole time, the the one lady next. Oh, just asleep? She just got her head down on the tray the whole time. Well, yeah, because you were gigantic at that time. So, yeah, I mean, you were. I mean, I honestly. I mean, it was a cozy in the row. Mm-hmm. I'm for surprised the, flight. the plane was mm-hmm. able to get off the ground. <laughs> well, that's at a big that, plane. At that time. <laughs> now, now the plane can get up uh, off the ground. But back then. Could it stay, fl- you know, in flight? Now? Now? No. No, okay. But he could get off the ground. I didn't say it was going to stay in flight. I never said anything like that. <laughs> Don't put words in his mouth. No, uh, all right. that's not right. Okay, sorry. Not, I apologize. A lot of uh, technical uh, innovations going on. Um, yeah. There's also a um, very strange uh, situation where a guy who uh, had a, an issue where he lost uh, a limb was able to get a new limb. Um, that had all sorts of cool stuff in it. Like, I mean, this is Bionic Man sort of stuff here. Look at this thing. Lost mm-hmm. his arm. Mm-hmm. And there you see he's got on... In there is a is an iPhone charger, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, a uh, a torch. And I guess even some sort of drone is is part of this package. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Huh. A USB port. I don't know that um, it's worth losing your arm for, but yeah, if you're going to... If you're going to replace your arm with something, that that would be a pretty cool way to do it. Yeah, I think that's kind of the that's the thing. I don't think anyone yeah. wants to lose the arm for it, but I mean, it would be kind of interesting. <laughs> I won't be cutting off my arm anytime soon. No, get it. no. But yeah, that's cool. What about the jetpack? Are you in for the jetpack? You yeah, buy one? I, I just it's uh, I'm skeptical because we've seen jetpacks so many times and we've been told somebody okay now they're ready for commercial distribution okay now we got jetpacks okay this time for real we can really have jetpacks. Now, oh, look at that thing. That's not a jetpack. That's not what I envision as a jetpack. <laughs> that's like an airplane strapped to your body. Well, that's what It's <laughs> pretty cool, though. It is cool, though, but that's not what I believe to be. It. Look at that. That's a hovercraft or something. That's, that's not a jetpack. Shut up. A jetpack, you just wear a pack on your back. Well, that's what he's doing. <laughs> 
It's just a large pack. It's like a pod. That's yeah, a, a pod. It's more of a pod. It's still pretty cool, but it's not a jetpack. It is cool. <laughs> so how much is this thing? Do we know? Oh yeah, two hundred thousand dollars. That's it, not bad it, it for that. It will retail though. for two hundred grand. It doesn't well, that, seem like would that Would you bad be able to fly it, I wonder? I, that's right. what I wonder, because wouldn't you need FAA approval to get that thing up? Yeah, they don't even let you fly a drone around anymore. That'd be cool to take that to work, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I've always thought about that, because when you have a, tra- a lot of traffic, you kind of just like yeah. fly over the traffic. Right. It'd be kind of cool at least to have that maybe at the back. <laughs> How far will they go? Go back up, pull over, hop on. That is really cool. Uh, how far will it go? Capacity to assemble two, two to 500 jetpacks next year. Uh, increase in 500. It doesn't say how far they go. I'd like to know how far it goes. And, is there a weight uh, limit? And, yeah, does it does it get more than 800 pounds off the ground? <laughs> you know, that's important to know. 888 back more patents. Stu is inevitable. Sorry about that. It's going to happen. I mean, what are you going to do? We don't feel good about it either. You know? All right. Whatever. Whatever. on the wonderful world of, of uh, Stu. Notice that. It's, it's, not, not as my president, but uh, in other countries, I think they're interesting to, to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we looked at one of uh, one of the world's craziest dictators and uh, some of the things surrounding his legacy. Watch. Okay. Dictator of the week! The 1970s may best be remembered as a decade filled with bell-bottom jeans, space operas, and adult men wearing excessive eyeliner. Oh yeah, and also uh, mass genocide. You don't usually think about the systematic slaughter of people when you think about the 70s, but you really should. Between 1975 and 1979, almost two million people were killed by a man whose name sounds like a drug most people probably abused back then, Pol Pot the leader of the communist Khmer Rouge in Cambodia. Sure, he looks harmless, but looks can be deceiving. Just ask Ted Bundy. And Pol Pot was way, way worse than Ted Bundy. Pol Pot killed roughly 56,667 times more people than the famous serial killer ever admitted to. It all started two years after the U.S. pulled out of Vietnam, leaving the Cambodian capital defenseless to the Khmer Rouge. In mere days, Pol Pot ordered two million people living in the capital and other urban areas to evacuate their homes and head to the countryside. He declared the move year zero. It was going to be a whole new start for Cambodians. Just imagine what a shiny, bright, Marxist, Leninist, rural, classless society could do for the people. (laughs) It usually only does one thing, and it does it really well. Decimate human existence. Money, free markets, schooling, private property, clothing styles, and religious practices were all abolished. Most citizens were sent to perform manual labor, realigning the rice fields in order to create the symmetrical checkerboard pictured on the Khmer Rouge's coat of arms. Because that's a great use of everyone's time. 
And those people were the lucky ones. Anyone who was educated was immediately executed. Anyone who wore glasses and appeared to be educated was also executed. That's called, by the way, bifocalism. And it's just as bad as racism. As he was creating this agrarian utopia, Pol Pot always had this nice mantra on his mind. To keep you is no benefit. To destroy you is no loss. This was evident in the large fields that were filled with the corpses and bones of all the people he had killed. But to Pol Pot's credit, he was very thrifty. He tried to save money where he could. Instead of wasting dollars on bullets and guns, he just had his henchmen club and beat everyone to death. You know, the ones that didn't keel over from starvation while cultivating all the rice that they couldn't eat. Frugality is a very rare and underrated trait, especially when it comes to dictators. And cheapskates are usually creative people, so it's no surprise that Pol Pot came up with clever ways to dispose of the people he didn't like. When he ordered the murder of children, he often turned to green alternatives, such as feeding them to crocodiles or burying them alive. He thought everyone could be recycled, medically, while they were still living. Many people's organs were removed without anesthetic. Some were drained of every last drop of blood to see how long they could survive. Others skinned alive. Waste not, want not. Am I right? <laughs> Towards the end of his life, Pol Pot remained steadfast that he did a lot to help the Cambodian people. He stated that his conscience was clear over the hideous massacre that he perpetrated, although he did take issue with the two million people number. To say that millions died is too much, he claimed. I hate to break it to you, Pol Pot, but uh, any number more than zero is too much. He explained that he came to carry out the struggle not to kill people. Even now, you can look at me. Am I a savage person? <laughs> Let me answer that. Yes. Yes, you are probably one of the most savage people to ever walk the earth, you scumbucket cretin from hell. <laughs> and that is why Pol Pot is our dictator of the week. Yeah, uh, and keep in mind, Cambodia isn't America in population. It's... I think six million, right? That was seven million. He, he eliminated about a third of his population. Yeah. About a third. That would be like murdering a hundred million people in America. Not a good guy. I mean, there's a lot of things he did wrong, although he does provide something that I email Jeffy every day, which is to keep you is no benefit, to lose you is no loss. That's what I tell Jeffy that every day. Every single day. The quote of the day. Planting microphones in public public places, and they're secretly recording conversations, um, and they don't use a warrant uh, in order to do this. 
Federal agents planted microphones to secretly record conversations that occur in public in San Francisco. According to uh, KPIX, FBI agents hid microphones inside light fixtures and at a bus stop at the Oakland Courthouse between uh, March 2010 and January 2011. It's part of a clandestine surveillance program. Yeah. They didn't have a warrant. Secret recordings were used as evidence at a fraud case. A lawyer for uh, one of the accused told KPIX that they, uh, they'll ask the judge to throw out the recordings. Uh, Jeff Harp, security analyst uh, and former FBI <clears throat> special agent, told uh, reporter Jackie Ward, they put microphones under rocks, they put microphones in trees, they plant microphones in equipment. I mean, there's microphones that are planted in places that people don't think about because that's the intent. An agent j- can't just go out and grab a recording device and plant it somewhere without authorization. So... Uh, apparently they can now. Apparently the government can do anything they want. You they know? sure feel that way. It does. It's a it? surprise. It'll be interesting to see what the court uh, uh, decides on this because they've already we've already got cameras everywhere, right? And we've already we've already and we've already washed that. Yeah, we, down the river, man. Right. We're, there's cameras everywhere, and if you want privacy, go in your own house in your bathroom, and you might get it there. You mm-hmm. might. I mean, there's you know you might not. Yeah. What was it? They were talking about uh, the Amazon Echo thing. Which I have in my home, and I like. Um, but uh, they were saying, uh, you know, because you in the middle of you're you're making dinner and you want to hear some music, and you're gonna be like, mm-hmm. you say they call it Alexa. You have to say Alexa, and they go Alexa, play uh, play some Boston, um, and uh, and then they'll play Boston for you as you're sitting there. But it's hearing you. Obviously, you're saying Alexa, play, so it needs to notice that you're saying that. So it's obviously listening um, essentially all the yeah. time, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, and someone went to them. I can't remember who asked the question, but there was a formal request to saying, like, are you listening to conversations uh, through these things? And they were like, we cannot confirm or deny that. Yeah, of course they are. That was right. Oh, no, we really? Cannot, we cannot confirm or deny that. Of course that. they are, because they, they're, they're arguing. Really? Yeah, and you know argu- that's a yes. I mean, their right? point why would is. You, why would you not deny it if, if you're not doing right. it? They say it it. it they don't want to necessarily tip their hand and say we can't do things. Right. To and what I mean, they're listening. What their argument to that is, is that they're listening, but they're not really hearing. They're just listening to try to gain uh, yeah, better focus excuse. on what you're, what you're it's, saying. It's how the same thing right. they're doing with the phones. Yes. They're recording every conversation. They're not necessarily listening to every conversation. But if they want to, they can access Correct. it and listen to it. You know, in this Snowden movie we're going to see here soon, one of the things they're doing is just for fun watching people have sex through their, you know, computers and, and their devices, I mean, their phones or their iPads. That, that's a bad example right? to use because there's a lot of people that still think that's probably okay. Uh, who who would those people be? I mean, be? just people that I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, for example... Jeffy? I mean, if it's on, all you were supposed to do is shut it off. Hey, yes. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you don't have access to people's <laughs> recording devices in their homes. At least you shouldn't. Why no, I shouldn't. You? Correct. Right. So, I mean, it, I, I, I have no idea what they're doing. It, I it's, know. It's Bad. probably so far behind. Beyond, oh, my gosh. It's so yes. far beyond anything we comprehend or understand so. or would believe. 
it's probably so far beyond anything 1984, the book, ever envisioned. I think this this little... Way beyond all of that stuff. I think this little microphones and plants and stuff is just the tip of the... They're just laying the groundwork for what they've already got. Yeah, they're just admitting to this because this is nothing compared to what they're really doing. I, I, I believe that. I know that's I you know I, I know I get the whole conspiracy thing and all of that, but I mean, we've already you're already telling us that the uh, uh, device you have in your home has admitted it, yet you're still allowing it in your home. Right. Uh, well, so we're all so we're already down Everyone, the river. Yeah. I mean, we all have phones. I mean, they all mm-hmm. do the same thing. I mean, we're right. all way down there. You're right. Um, and I think that it's it's going to happen more and more. This is a, an interesting one in that, like, they just put it in a... It wasn't like they were trying to listen to a particular thing. It was just like a general, we would like to hear what people say in this area. Right, right. <laughs> and, like, and then they found something. And then they found something Apparently. that they were, they were able to use, which, I, I, to me, that's a general warrant. I mean, I know the Fourth Amendment means nothing. But, I mean, that's a real violation of it, right? right. Like, it's just basically, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to everything in this area. Um, but who knows? I don't but know. If somebody's thinking about something wrong, we're going to go after them. Well, right. you, you have to have probable cause, and they don't. Well, the probable so. cause is, you know, we, we think a lot of people in this area are talking about illegal things. <laughs> right. uh, I, mean, that, I mean, but I, I guess you'd say the same thing. Like, you don't need probable cause to set up a camera in an area. Um, and they're going to say a camera and a microphone. What's the difference? Yep. Right. That is what yep. they're going to say. And it probably will work because uh, it doesn't seem like. I mean, look, nobody cares. Sure will. Nobody cares. There's like nine people who care about the Constitution at this point. <laughs> and they're not. They don't even fill up the entire Supreme Court, let alone anybody trickle out into the public. <clears throat> yeah. uh, so I, I don't think people really care. You know, it's bad. It's bad. I, it's it's not, bad. not a positive development. I mean, I guess it's a great uh, idea to you know make sure your uh, ducks are in a row, and uh, you don't say anything bad, ever, or honest ever, anywhere, ever, anywhere. But I mean, that's what we're. we're... That's all. Well, you can solve it easily. Just Doesn't... never say, never do or say anything. That's all. well, except that doesn't solve it because who knows what they think is wrong. No, that, that's true. So well, that's why I said do, I didn't it. say do it, say anything wrong. I said do or say anything. Just never speak. Or do. Or do. If you just, if, if my understanding is, if you just lock yourself in a bunker and never come out and never speak, mm-hmm. eventually you'll just die happy. That's pretty much what I understand. Mm-hmm. Jeffy, you should try it out. Are you? Con- oh, I was wondering if you were considering <laughs> that. Would you rather have me do that? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this is a fun story, too. There's a number of students from poor backgrounds, including children of illegal aliens. The story actually says undocumented immigrants. That's not what they are. Uh, that do well enough in high school to earn themselves a full scholarship to an Ivy League school. But once they discover anything else isn't handed to them on a silver platter, they, they get pissed. Um, these incoming students are shocked that tuition doesn't cover every expense and have come to the hard realization that uh, nothing in life is free. Well, at least not all things in life are free. Washington Post spoke with several students in this so-called uh, predicament. In its sympathetic story, one of them, Lizette Delgadillo, is a junior at Columbia. And she says, New York's very expensive, I'm happy, but financially... It's pretty hard. If you want to have some sort of social life, you have to pay for that, too. Oh, my gosh. You are kidding. They're not paying for your social life, Lizette? 
you should protest and probably riot in the streets. <laughs> right? You should be throwing garbage cans through storefront windows right now. Wow. Mm. Post-contrast, students like uh, Delgadillo with the rich kids who usually attend Ivy League universities. Uh, sometimes the pressure to live like them is its too much, is what it is. Oh, no. It's too much. Well, how can they can't even go to school then? This phenomenon is what the rest of us call reality, but this is becoming more of an issue for those schools as they continue to, to try to diversify the student body in the campus. One student had to stay on campus while his rich classmates traveled during spring break, and he complained, it's kind of gross to live off peanut butter and jelly for a week. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Hardly, I can hardly get through these. <laughs> they piss me off so badly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, another thing uh, which is interesting on this, uh, peanut butter and jelly is actually pretty awesome. I eat it all the time I, on like, purpose, and really I can good. afford not to. Yeah, it's really but good. But I like I it. I got news for you. There was a time, I, you know, I know we talk about different things all the time, but there was a time when peanut butter and jelly was an extravagant. Uh, it was ramen noodles, or it was uh, 25-cent Mm-hmm. Store brand mac and cheese shells and cheddar. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. With water, not milk. By the way, I ate a lot of Van Camp's pork and beans uh, when I was single. Yeah, I mean, what a, a lot of them. It would have been nice to have uh, forty three cents a can loaf of bread and a nice big fresh yeah. peanut butter and jelly jar sitting. Oh, I, in the I lived in a food desert. I lived in a food oh, desert. Oh my oh, gosh, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. How how did you make it through that time? Uh, I because of my intestinal fortitude. <laughs> That's the only thing that got me through it, Stu. That's the only thing. I believe it. Because um, I had to eat some canned food, and I had some spaghetti from a can, and I ate... Not canned spaghetti. Canned spaghetti. Spaghettios? What'd you say? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But more preferably, I like the spaghetti and meatballs from Chef Boyardee. Mm-hmm. They were actually pretty good. The I ravioli, you know, the, yeah, the Franco-American like, yeah. raviolis. I eat those all the time. Oh, my gosh, I eat the crap out of those. Mm-hmm. Now, they're kind those. of expensive because there was meat they in the middle are. of them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'd splurge and go all the way up to the, what, 73 cents a can or whatever they were. Uh, but, yeah. No way, right? You get the Franco-American spaghetti in the mm-hmm. can, mm-hmm. and then you buy the cheap hot dogs and cut those up and put them in there. Done that. Been Come there, on, done man. that. I mean, these whining sacks <laughs> of crap pisses me off. Uh, yeah, so it's gross to to eat to live off peanut butter and jelly. Then uh, apparently this injustice spurred him to meet with Harvard administration and force them to arrange meals for him. Oh my gosh! At local cafes and to further lobby to feed other students who can't afford to leave for vacation. <laughs> I didn't. So at Harvard. They are arranging meals for illegal aliens that are there on scholarship. It's not good enough. The scholarship cafes. isn't good enough. I, I mean, I just I can get a freaking job, and and work and earn a living. Then and and I, I can't take what they expect from this country. It's just. This is unbelievable. And who else in the history of the world has ever had to put up with this kind of stuff? Who else has ever dealt with this? What, having to eat uh, peanut butter and jelly for a whole week? Is that what you're referring to when you say? No. No? No. I'm talking about illegal aliens who come here are given 
uh, education, at a free education, at the finest institutes this country has to offer. And then that's not enough. We also have to provide free food and a social life for them on the side. I just, I can't, I can't believe this. Okay. Uh, federal court also has uh, ruled that the right to buy, sell firearms is protected by the Second Amendment. Well, thank you. Wow. Hmm. Huh. What a ruling. What an amazing ruling. What Came a brave, three, brave ruling that is. Three judges, uh, Ninth Circuit Court, and Ninth Circuit Court of Appears is notoriously awful. Yeah, they are. Uh, they rule that the right to purchase and sell firearms is part and parcel of the historically recognized <laughs> right to keep and bear arms. Kind of surprises arms. me, actually. Yeah. Uh, writing for the majority, uh, Reagan appointee in this particular case said, the right of law-abiding citizens to keep and bear arms is not a second-class right subject to an entirely different body of rules than the other Bill of Rights guarantees that we have held uh, to be incorporated into the Due Process Clause. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at this, the, uh, the Constitution, this is one of the things that people who defend the Second Amendment bring up all the time, is that you, you, should be able, you, don't, you don't have to have a special license uh, to say the things you want. Uh, you don't have to have a special license to not have uh, soldiers quartered at your home during peacetime. You don't have to have special uh, license to have the Fifth Amendment protections. You certainly don't have to have a friggin' special license to pay the income tax. All these things that are mm-hmm. uh, constitutional uh, amendments uh, are supposed to be assigned to you and given to you um, without those, uh, without hurdles. And they make it very difficult uh, to get guns in different places as a as a way to say we don't actually want the Second Amendment, but we don't have the power to overturn it, and that's unacceptable. That's it's a it's a, supposed to be the uh, the reason we have a constitution is that you can't do things like that. But unfortunately, the Second Amendment it's it's so uh, vague. Um, you know, it says you know things like. Um, Congress might be able to at some times restrict gun usage and and, um, and maybe sometimes can make it so you can't get guns depending on who you are or where you... Is that what it... That's what it says, right? No. Congress... Cong, no, it's shall. That's right. Congress shall make it uh, okay for you to have a gun occasionally if they feel that you identify as someone who will use it in a proper manner. And that is uh, what mm, the... No. That's not what it says. Does the right to keep a bear arm shall not be infringed? Shall not be infringed with the exception of... Uh, of no, period. Uh, certain... No. Mm. Uh, unless, obviously, the, the feeling <laughs> is... No, considerable. There's no feeling in there. There's not none of that. No, shall not be infringed. Period. The uh, un- no, unless I, no. Mm-mm. The unless no, clause. Uh, You're telling me the unless no, clause not, is not in the there. Unless clause no, is not I didn't in think there. So. Not um, in there. So mm-hmm. we've got a story that's going to curl your uh, toes, <clears throat> and they might be curled already. In that case, it'll uncurl them, which might be a good thing. But um, the story is not, so we'll share that with you coming up in a second here. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, as you can kind of tell, my voice is sort of shot right now, and uh, I'm not feeling particularly well. Uh, I mean, this is me. I, you know, I need to pop some super beats. This is a good time for it. Uh, super beats. It, you know, look, there's nutrition in beets uh, that everybody knows that they should probably have, but no one wants to eat beets. That's why super beets exists because they are rich in dietary nitrates. They help boost circulation helps give you more energy, uh, and it gives you all sorts of vitamins and minerals and all the other stuff that you're supposed to have, but you don't because you eat like me. Just one shot of Super Beets is equal to two liters of beet juice, uh, and the best part, of course, is that there is no beet taste. 
black cherry flavor is the one that I particularly enjoy. Uh, and if you like having a delicious black cherry drink, you're going to like Super Beats. Uh, go to stewlovesbeats.com or call 800-951-8896 right now. You're going to love the results that you'll feel with the first canister of, uh, of uh, Super Beats. It's guaranteed or your money back. 800-951-8896. Nothing to risk here. Stewlovesbeats.com. 800-951-8896 or stewlovesbeats.com. Check it out now. Triple eight seven forty seven back is the phone number. Uh, there's a group that really uh, gets a bad rap, <laughs> and um, <laughs> no, go ahead. You're right. You're right. Uh, I don't know what that was about, but there's a group out there that really. I just thought of something funny from oh, earlier. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Jeffy uh, said something. Oh, okay. A group that really gets a bad rap, and of course, that's adults that want to have sex with kids. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The only site on the internet, Mm. maybe even if you go to the deep web, that seems to believe that is Salon. Who is continually publishing pro-pedophile pieces. I don't don't know why. I, I honestly believe this is the next fight of the left. This is the next thing to fall. They, for At some once, reason, once they get the transgender thing done. Yeah, once the transgender, yeah. okay, they already got same sex thing done. Transgender will be done pretty soon, and now pedophiles, right? They'll they'll eliminate the taboo there, and I don't know why they want to because I mean they're still more pissed off about ad- adults who have more than one wife, yeah, or more yeah. than one husband. That for some reason is abhorrent to yeah. them. It can't really be, right? It's just that they realize it's there's not a movement behind it, really. I mean, the move and the movement behind it, whatever there is, is religious. fringy religious people, yeah. which is not their game. Right. Like, right. If right. transgendered people were really religious, they would never be supporting them. That's right. <laughs> like, you know, right. that's right. That would not be a case. Like if, if the if the if the ga- if the idea behind transgendered, think about this. If the transgender movement came to me and said, look, we are very religious and our religion is telling us that we need to change genders, they would talk about them as if they were the biggest freaks on the planet. But because Better they believe it, because they, it has nothing to do with religion, um, they are happy to bring it to you as a the, you know the most uh, mainstream thing in the universe. And maybe this is next. It does seem like Salon, I mean, Salon is nuts liberal. Like they don't, they're, they're crazy. Yeah. So you would think they that pro- they are probably on the cutting edge of issues down the road. But they're so weird on this pedophile thing. It's like about it's, trying to excuse it. It's almost like the owner is a yeah, pedophile. Right. It, it does feel that way. I, I, again, I don't know. Is I'm, really I'm certainly not making weird an accusation, but it. It, it feels almost as if multiple people who mm-hmm. work there are pedophiles. Either are or no pedophiles and are right. continually trying are totally to find a way to, to like them. work it in. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, that's because I've just never seen anything like it. No. Uh, Nobody has. I, you don't dare try to excuse pedophilia. Yeah. And yet they do. We do. In fact, uh, they put out some they, they put out some videos about it. And they're, I guess they're calling themselves pedos or pedos. Well, we'll find out. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so they're not—they're not saying 
Okay, so they're not calling themselves well, let's see. Let's just watch it and we'll see. But they're not monsters. Here it is. And she was just standing there watching me, and I remember looking up and just seeing her and just going, wow, she's beautiful. I knew I was in deep. I you know, had fallen for the girl. The last thing I wanted to do was hurt her. I took on a, a regular <laughs> babysitting gig. She oh, was five. Uh, she was oh, a precocious no. girl. She was advanced for her age. She was also very independent. Uh, a lot of my fantasies actually revolve oh. around little girls who are in some way more powerful than I am. Eventually, my attraction became you know, overwhelming to the point I had to go relieve myself in the bathroom. That's when I had to leave town and get my head straightened out. I didn't abuse her because I knew the harm that it could cause. Also, you know, remembering the fact that I was abused, it probably contributed to my own sexuality developing. I have never sexually abused a child, and I never will. You know, I've gotten to know okay, a well, lot that's... of pedophiles online. My sense is that we're a much larger group than society actually thinks we are. The terms uh, pedophile and child molester are used interchangeably. This is wrong. A pedophile is, strictly speaking, somebody who has a sexual attraction to children. It's important to realize that not all pedophiles are child molesters and not all child molesters are pedophiles. Hmm. I, uh, I can't even... I mean, first of all, he recognizes it, though, as, yes, illness, he does. as a problem, and he got away from it. And I... I mean, good that's good. Yeah. That's good. He didn't abuse her. He never will abuse children, he says. He says. Okay, yeah. so if if he's telling the truth there, if he really avoids it at all costs, then good. You if know, they, he's resisting an urge that shouldn't be there, but he's resisting it, which is great. If, if, it's, right? if it's true. Yeah, yeah if it's true. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I question the idea that, you know, airing footage of a five-year-old dancing with her hair blowing in the wind is the right <laughs> approach. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this is Salon, right? Salon, They're just freaky uh, just on this. weird on this stuff, man. And, you know, I... I, I, I it delegitimizes everything else on that site, I think. I mean, not that the writing doesn't do that for them, too. I mean, but yeah, this it's horrible especially anyway. does. But this is a weird pet cause that they have. Yeah, it Salon. is. Like, they yes, just it is. really seem interested in normalizing pedophilia. Right. And I, and I, I, and I guess, like, look, every, you know, you're right, Pat. It's like if someone has a thing that they believe to be horrible um, and they're resisting it, it's not necessarily, like, if they don't do it, I mean, well, right. that's what you're supposed to do if right. you have a bad uh, urge. However, uh, is that what they're doing? Because he, he's saying he's saying he knows that it's bad, and he uses the word "I wouldn't abuse," uh, but at the same time, he's saying we need to know that this is more common and it's a bigger uh, group of people than you realize. Um, and and molesters are not pedophiles. Yeah, well, it's not the same thing. Right. So, I mean, if the line is, "Well, you actually took action on your urge," well, then yes, I would agree with that. I mean, like you can yeah. have bad thoughts and not and not do bad things. Um, obviously, it's not something you know. Jeffy understands. I, I resist the urge to hit him in the face every day. <laughs> right? Does that you know? Right? Does that you know? Right. We all want to punch Jeffy in the face. Right. But we resist um, the urge. Yeah, usually, but we try to re resist the urge. Uh, yeah. Here's uh, part two of this. Whew. Man, weird. When I first told all of my family, they had a hard time dealing with it. They had a hard time reconciling what they knew about me versus the you know what they thought they knew 
about pedophiles. I went through a, a severe bout of depression and, and social anxiety that lasted a few years. A lot of that was basically me coming to realize that I wasn't going to have a family. I wasn't going to fall in love with a woman and have a normal life. I'm resigned to the fact that, uh, you know, I'm basically going to spend the rest of my life alone. This is not something I chose. What person oh, yes, with the right yes. mind would choose to be the most reviled sexuality in the world? My purpose is basically to wow. go out and educate uh, people, that's, that's allowing people like myself to uh, to express themselves, to, to come out and uh, be open. Society makes it harder by persecuting us because a lot of us become fatalistic. We just start to think it doesn't matter what we do or say, they're going to hate us anyway. We need to find some kind of middle ground where society and pedophiles can come together. We love kids. We want to protect them too. You know, and We're on society's side on that. Salon. <laughs> wow. Like, we don't want people to think wow. this came from another website. Let's make sure we put our logo at the end. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's a, that is a bizarre... They're also wow. equating... I mean, aren't they also saying, look, the pedophiles are born with this, yep. too. That's well, yeah, exactly that's interesting. Well, okay, and we're telling pedophiles, you need to resist that urge. Yeah. So don't you open yourself up to saying that to the other groups that they're also saying are yeah, born with things? Yeah, because I thought of a related point, which I think is kind of saying the same thing. But it's like if you're talking about gay people or transgendered people or whatever you're talking about and you compare them to pedophiles, that is a hateful yeah. thing oh, to say. Yeah. Like yeah, you'll yeah. get beat up by that by the media or whoever. Mm -hmm. But their salon is essentially they're making the comparison. Making that point. They're saying yeah. that look, they're, we're all born this way. Mm -hmm. uh, we all have to deal with it. We should all come together. I mean, the pedophiles in society should come together. I mean, I, if you are um, someone who is uh, you have these terrible thoughts and you resist them and try to encourage other people with those terrible thoughts to also resist them, uh, that's great. It's as good as you can do in, 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 a, in whatever bad hand you've been dealt. Um, you know, you wonder how, how common that is, though. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I, and I, I, you know, if you're saying you're born, I think you're right, Pat. I mean, like it strikes me very, it has all the um, earmarks of a coming uh, thing that we're supposed to all agree with. Yeah, you know, we're like we're going to say like, look, well, you've all agreed already that they're born that way. You've all agreed that they have mm -hmm. these urges. You've all agreed as long as they don't um, abuse, which maybe that means consent or whatever, whatever road they'll get down. I mean, it seems to be what they're pushing for here, trying to normalize yes, this activity uh -huh. Nor or at least normalize the th the thought, and that's the first step of normalizing the activity. Yep. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. Congressional candidate for uh, Virginia's 8th <laughs> District, Mike Webb, says uh, oh, he can explain the uh, porn tabs on his computer. I mean, <laughs> it's a surprise to you people. 
uh, it was, uh, it was, and you know, uh, I mean, no, he can't. He no, really it's actually one of the most it. incoherent things I've ever read. Uh, here's the, t- the tabs if you haven't seen them. In the upper left-hand corner, you see Layla <laughs> Rivera. Uh, tight booty is what that actually winds up saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Yvonne Sexy Amateur. Then you have his Facebook page, his AT&T login. Um, another uh, Facebook page, which seems to be drafting him into... It's probably he created his own Facebook page to draft himself into a candidacy. Um, and then uh, I love that... Uh, <clears throat> The uh, his his uh, favorites as well on the all the way on the on the right Liberty University online. Oh jeez. Uh, oops. <laughs> uh, so oh, what? so you you can't you get a class from Liberty you can't look at uh, it's can't not look advised. at the Layla Rivera type booty. No, how is that movie by the way? Did you, uh, <laughs> not that good. Not that good. Um, so uh, I mean, he, here is uh, what he part writes in part, and I honestly. Uh, our own Oliver Darcy over at the Blaze tweeted this initially was where I first saw it, and he wrote, "I, I have no idea what he's saying." You know, it was like one of those type of things, and I and mm-hmm. sometimes you say that in like you you kind of know what he's saying, but it's like they're saying it poorly. I really, after reading it, agreed. I had no idea what he was saying. He says, "Curious by nature, I wanted to test the suggestion." That somehow, lurking out in the pornographic world, there is some evil operator waiting for the one in a gazillion chance that a candidate for federal office would go to that particular website and thereby be infected with a virus <laughs> that would cause his or her FEC no. data file no. to crash the FEC mm. file application each time that it was loaded on the day of the filing deadline, as well as what? impact the other critical campaign systems. Well, the Geek Squad techs testified to me after serving thousands of computers at the Bailey's Crossroads location that they had never seen any computer using their signature virus protection for the time period to acquire over 4,800 viruses, 300 of which would require reinstallation of the operating system. Uh, it went on and on and on and on from there. Like, I honestly had no idea what he was talking about. I, I, I mean, it, it was bizarre. I think part of me thought at the beginning... He's like, okay, I'm caught, and I'm gonna I'm make this into a, something funny. I was curious, and I wanted to see, but but you, it keeps going and going and going, and I don't I don't think that's what it is. I think he's just nuts. Wow, I think he's just nuts. That's the explanation winds up being two thousand words long. Yeah, and it's two thousand words, probably considerably considerably more disqualifying than having a couple porn sites. Right on now, if we wrote Glenn a two thousand word monologue, it would take him. About 45 minutes. So if you were to speak 2,000 words, you know, in a normal cadence and, and not get distracted or anything, probably take you at least half an hour. I mean, that is bizarre. That is stinking bizarre. Really strange. I, are you kidding me? Just admit it, man. Okay, you were looking at Layla Rivera's tight booty and of own sexy amateur things. I mean, come on. You're caught dead to rights. To say, curious by nature, I wanted to test the suggestion that somehow lurking out there in the pornographic world is an evil operator waiting for a gazillion chance to candidate for federal office would go there. And then he does. And so he's saying that he tested websites to see if they would give him a virus that would shut down his system. Right. And he because he thought that's what I get from this. Right. And then obviously it is insane. Right. Yeah. The equivalent to the HIV party. Yeah. I'm going on the HIV about, roulette. It's about yeah. that likely. Um, yeah. It's less likely, in fact. 
Jeffy, uh, do is there an update to the story? Can you see if there's an update? Did he drop out? Did he oh, okay, yeah. see, if, oh. see what happened with that? Um, and I will say that, of course, when I read a story like this, the first thing that pops into my mind is, of course, this is what happens. This is going to, what's going to happen with Jeffy when a, when a computer or a camera goes behind his computer screen. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'm always overhead. afraid. You know, we joke about it all the time. But when I go over there, I'm always a, like, don't look at his computer because you don't know what's going to be there. I'm all, I always have that thought. And uh, how many times have we caught you? Uh, well, first of all, we're all adults here. So, uh, you know, sorry if you see something, you know, that's an adulty. <laughs> an adulty. <laughs> adulty? Okay. Um, uh, any update on this, uh, Jimmy? Sorry, I got caught up with... Uh, the adult I'm actually looking yeah. at the tab, see what I have open right now. <laughs> so I was trying to open, actually, the Layla-type booty. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said it wasn't that good. I know, but I wanted to cut the end. Okay. The end is good? Okay, I thought so. Uh, what do we have here on uh, Mike Webb uh, running for... Uh, he was, I think, if I remember correctly uh, by reading this story, uh, Mike Webb was a... He ran for um, Congress as a Republican in Virginia lost the primary and is now trying to run as an independent. So I don't think he's an actual serious candidate. I thought he was a Democrat. No, okay, he, this says he's a Republican yeah. candidate. Doesn't, wow. Are you still in as far as it looks Still in, no yeah. update, no other statement? Okay. Uh, amazing. Uh, if yeah. they allow him to get away with that I don't explanation. Think that, that's what on. I mean, though. I don't think he actually has a chance to Come win. On. So, um, so uh, there you go. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, I, just, uh, I mean, it's a fascinating... It, it's just so pervasive in society that people have it on their computer all the time. And even when they send something to Facebook to prove whatever he was trying to do with Facebook, he, he forgets it's so much a part of his life, apparently. Mm -hmm. yep. He forgets it's there and just sends it to Facebook. And, he, and now you're busted. I mean, it's just it's sad. There's something about that. There's got to become here. There's, there's something about the, um, the, the about the average person, too, that does this. And it's um, like. You put out a picture, a celebrity puts out a photo, and you're, you're constantly drawn to everything else. Like, what is in the picture that they're not focusing on, right? Like, if you show a picture of the computer screen, people look at the tabs to see what, what else you had. Right. It's so like you're always looking for, you're always, like, mining for that extra <clears throat> bit of information. Um, and, and, you know, you get paranoid because you don't know, like, if you have a, I mean, a business thing open, something with your social security is on the screen, mm -hmm. uh, you know, any, some, your address, your personal information. So when you post mm -hmm. screenshots and stuff, I know I constantly am like, all right, let me look at this one more time and make sure I didn't, like, put on some, it, it, it's hard to, you know, you never know when you're going to make that mistake. And then you put yeah. out personal information, you might give out your phone number. I mean, these things can happen. How many times of, have we seen stupid, uh, same thing with uh, selfies and, and shots in people's homes, too, with stuff in the background? Yeah, that's what you look at. It's, all the time, man. I mean, I know that. I think uh, about that all the time. I watch my wife, you know, she does uh, radio and she does it in, like, you know, music radio. So she's talking about celebrities and what they're doing all the time. So she'll be like reading magazines and it'll be like, uh, you know, they, they have those pictures in like Us Weekly. They're like, look, celebrities are just like you. And like, look, here's <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. She has a bag of groceries too but she it's always her, what she notices on all the pictures and she says this all the time like oh look at that look at what she's wearing yeah look the that. shoes the look, dress look at her shoes look at her dress all look sponsored at, look at, the look purse at, yeah look mm -hmm. at what look at her her watch what watch is that yep. and it's like because you're you're not 
looking at what they're showing you, you're trying to get more out of the situation somehow. Yeah. You know, and I, and I guess because yeah. you do the same thing. Whenever they show those pictures of like, um, and this has happened before, like they'll go to a news shot of like a newsroom and then someone in the background goes to like, a, you know, a porn site in the background, like a computer in the yeah. way back, like last row is <laughs> on TV. I mean, it's happened before. Uh, well, and, you know, you talk about selfies and, and the way our society is going and all of these celebrities that got caught up in that selfie thing when somebody hacked into the iCloud or whatever it was with Apple and and took all of those photos and all of these little starlets like Jennifer Lawrence and a million others have all taken porn shots of themselves. Yeah. Well, they love what themselves. is that about? They love I, themselves. It's part of the deal. That's what the mindset, is any right? of this stuff about? I mean, that is so weird. That's Hollywood. That's the mindset of of Hollywood. And- but I mean. Just why would you do that? Why would you? Why would you take naked know. photos of your, your home alone or whatever, or even if you're with your boyfriend or something? I don't get the because he can see you there. Right. Do you need to photograph it? Yeah. He can I, see you there. There's multiple reasons, right? One yep. is you are you're some sexy uh, you know uh, starlet, and your boyfriend is not with you, and you send him something that's enticing, right? Like you right. send him something. Yes. Like that. Okay, that could be understandable. Maybe yeah. um, another one would be like you're you know half naked on camera all the time. You want to see how you look. Correct. On uh, camera. On camera. So maybe you're thinking about doing new shots sometime, and you want to make sure oh, that you're going to look good to on right, camera. Right. Like I mean, I, I, someone in Hollywood, mm-hmm. there's. A borderline thought process you could understand. And then, of course, these people are thinking that it's private. They don't listen to the show and say, hey, wait a minute, my Fourth Amendment rights can be violated at any time. Like, that's, <laughs> a, that's how they're thinking about the world. They're thinking, I've got it on my phone, it's mine. Um, so, part of that, I, it, it, maybe. You never maybe, have that thought. I, I'm anymore. always amazed, though, at the average people who do it. Oh, my gosh. It's like, yeah. I, I, you know. Yeah. I, in a million years, it almost and now obviously always we're comes back to hunt. For the, you know, you're right. Exactly. It seems like it. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe if we I was in the greatest shape of anybody on this planet, I wouldn't be taking nude photos. No, of I wouldn't even be taking photos of myself. Like you know, like they have those uh, guys. You always see like the the Geraldo shot. Remember the Geraldo yeah. shot where he took a picture. He looked pretty good at seventy. He looks, yes, he did. You know, looks good at seventy. Yeah. he's like, muscular. But and I it, wouldn't do that. But I would even just for my own. Boy, why would I ever want to take a picture Dig of myself? Me. Yeah, like I, it's so <laughs> weird. I don't even like. I mean, I wouldn't even do that with my wife. No. Dig me. Right, look no. how good I look. New. No. I, I don't think she'd like that, frankly. Uh, I know she wouldn't in my current shape, but triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too is enough. Yeah, it's enough. Jeffy, how many uh, pictures like that have you sent out of yourself? This week. <laughs> Always the perfect response. Jeffy story or two here. Yeah, yeah let's that. do that. Let's watch this. Kick it. Here's the. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. <laughs> Jeffy? That's impressive. That is impressive. Isn't it, Isn't it just? Yeah. That was impressive. Thank yeah. you. Uh, last week we talked about uh, the renaming of criminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were just, and I joked around and said we're going to call them people because mm-hmm. they really didn't have a 
specific thing that we were going to call them. They don't want to call criminals criminals. But anymore. now, uh, yes, uh, the uh, Justice Department. Mm -hmm. Uh, does not want us to refer to people as felons or convicts because of the negative implications of those words. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, last week we weren't sure what they were going to call them. Uh, Now uh, we know that uh, we want to call them uh, justice-involved individuals. Justice-involved individuals. I was going to say legally challenged was the one I was going to come up with. Because last week I joked around about people because they were talking about, you know, they, they had mentioned a person who committed a crime, individual who was incarcerated, but those were, you know, still, still leaning too, toward... Yeah. So what is it again? Justice-involved individuals. Justice, so they've been involved with justice uh, in some way. Because the way is a bad way. That's why you're going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're not allowed to say which way it is. So they're just involved with the justice yeah. system. Yeah. I mean, they could have arrested no more someone. criminals. Mm-hmm. They, they could have, have They could have brought justice to someone. <laughs> that's like, uh, the, you know, you don't know. That's like the Flemlasky Velveeta commercials, where they're like, he's got a rap sheet a mile long, rape, yeah. murder. He Was he involved in murder investigations? Yes, he was a police officer. He was investigating <laughs> the murder. And ra- he wasn't part- he didn't commit the crimes. He was investigating them. But he was justice but involved. But he was a justice involved in- individual. Yeah. Yeah, I like amazing. that. That is amazing. It sure is. It really is. It's, it's unbelievable. And another quick story before I know we've got some. We, do we have time for a trailer? Yeah, if you go quick. Too? Yeah, um, a quick story about. Um, uh, I don't even remember where I was going. It was going to be now. It was all charging for for comments. We talk all the time about people commenting on websites mm-hmm. um, and the trolls and don't read them and you can't believe what they say. Well, now uh, plenty of websites are going to start charging for those comments, which I love. I think that's a good idea. It's a good Actually, revenue it stream. Like, it's like, not a bad idea. Let's just say you made him one cent. So you're not charging a lot. I actually think that might be a good idea because you couldn't mm. post nonstop nonsense. Right. At least it would like uh, it would make it so if you really wanted to post something, it would be worthwhile. Worth it. Worth and, your time. And a revenue stream for the site. I like it. Yeah. It's not a bad I mean, idea. It's, maybe it's five cents. Maybe it's a thousand dollars. It's a thousand dollars a comment. <laughs> Maybe it's a thousand dollars for for a Facebook because it would eliminate post. a lot of non like yes yeah, it would like, it would it would eliminate like, a lot of the just, I just got that like about eighty percent. Yeah, but Trump. Yeah. Okay, that just cost you a thousand dollars to say that. <laughs> about eighty so. percent of comments online are just the word "what" spelled W U T. Yeah. Um, and I think it would eliminate a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here is uh, this is a trailer, a new movie trailer um, for the movie. The accountant. Making a movie out of accounting is not necessarily (laughs) something you want to try, but they're going to give it a whirl. Watch. You're different. Sooner or later, different scares people. You think if you don't fight back, then maybe they'll like you. Stop picking on you, calling you a freak. Victim or not, make a decision. Your son is a remarkable young man. It wouldn't surprise me if he has more in common with Einstein, Mozart, and Picasso than he does with us. He has highly advanced cognitive skills. The obsessive personality. Can our son lead a normal life? Define normal. Maybe he's 
people much more than we know. Say you're the head of the Sinaloa cartel. Who can you trust to track your stolen cash? He's capable of coming in cold, uncooking years of books, and getting out alive. Imagine the secrets this guy has. Who are you? Can our son lead a normal life? Define normal. That looks great. Yeah. I'm there. Uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. definitely in on that if it's not rated R. That's, that looks great. Doesn't it? I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think accounting movies would be, uh, would be promising. But that... Uh, still Ben Affleck. Still looks... So, yeah. And Affleck movies are typically disappointing. Yes, uh, that, that is true. Now, although recently, true. Uh, before at least the uh, Batman-Superman thing, he had gone on a good run of the, that not being the case. So maybe... He was so brilliant as Batman, though. I mean, he was, was brilliant. He? Yeah. I didn't yeah. see it. Because, oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. When, you know, he was going to kill Superman. and uh, But then he found out his mom's name was Martha. So you can't kill him then, right? Because your mom's friends. name was Martha, too. And that changes everything. If both of your moms are named Martha, you have to be friends. That's what happened with uh, uh, <laughs> Trump and Megyn Kelly. Yes. Well, they they hated each other, and then they, and then they found out, wait, both our moms are named Martha. And so they became friends. But so now they're friends. Donald's mom's name is Mary. Same thing. Same, Mary, Martha, whatever. <laughs> they realized they had a common bond there. They both had moms. And they both had names. <laughs> That's really broad. Are you calling women broads? Wow. That, oh that was, holy that cow, was that inappropriate. What All right, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Weirdest show ever done. Yeah.